Hello, my name is Michelle Yonachan, the Wandering Book Collector, and this is my podcast, conversations with writers exploring what's informed their books and their lives around themes of movement, memory, sense of place, borders, identity, belonging, and home. The Wandering Book Collector podcast is supported by Abercrombie and Kent. And a flag for us too here, if you like the podcast, please take a moment to rate us on the app you use to tune in. We want our guests to be read more and heard more and strong ratings help make that happen. Thanks in advance. I'm joined by the writer, Hannah Ostervik to discuss her book, Ti Amo, translated from Norwegian into English by Martin Aitken. The book documents Hannah's experience of her Italian husband dying of cancer. Hannah, welcome to The Wandering Book Collector. Thank you. In the author bio at, at the back of the copy of the book I have, it says that Ti Amo is your 15th novel. I wasn't sure myself, though, if I would call Ti Amo a novel. No, it's me too. I must admit that I was quite surprised when my Norwegian publishing uh, house labeled it a novel. I guess it was also because of, of the support, literary support system in Norway. If you give up out a novel, uh, if the publishing house gets a lot more support than if it is another genre. So, but I don't really, I don't take it that serious. I mean, it that it doesn't really matter to me. It the book came out and it's and it's there. Um, me myself, I think of it more as a time document. I wrote it. I wrote it during those 10 days that the text kind of, if you, if you read the text very thoroughly, you can kind of see, follow those 10 days in the text. And, and, and that is how the book came, came to me. And that is what the book is for me and what it is for the world is up to the world to decide. So it's out there now. Well, I read Tiamo in one sitting and and I love finding that kind of urgency when I'm reading that the, the book makes for a quick and very intense read. Was that the same for you in its writing? Mm. Yes, it was extremely intense and extremely urgent. And in some way, I think the urgency explains itself while when you come to the end of the the end of the text I think you understand the urgency because because um, uh, my husband I met him the 26th of May 2016 and, and we fell immediately in love he, he came to this literary festival in Norway uh, invited by Nurla which is this organization to promote Norwegian literature abroad. He was a publisher, Italian publisher, and uh, we fell in love. And, and three weeks later, I went to him. We, we met in, in Venice. And, and after that, we in some way didn't, didn't leave each other anymore. And two years later, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And one and a half year after that, uh, it was January 2020, and uh, the doctors and the oncologists said that he would not live another year. And uh, 
And the thing with Luigi was that we were so we were so happy to finally have found each other. We were so happy to finally be together in life. So, and he did not want to die. He did not want to, he didn't even want to, to, to take the word of death into his mouth. It, it was really, he just wanted to live. And, and so that it was kind of, I knew that I, I, I I was going to lose him and I knew that I was going to probably go on living and and and, and I needed I felt at least then that I needed us I needed badly to talk about what was happening between us because not talking about it was also kind of at least that's how I felt it then putting a distance between us or kind of a loneliness we were kind of both lonely in front of his death and so and then I don't know if I'm going to tell about Ah uh, and the meeting in Mexico, but 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 uh, do you want, do you think I should tell about that? I think we can't not, even though it's you know some might call that a spoiler. I I think we we probably have to talk about it now because it's yeah. almost I think the source of the some of the fuel to write the book. No, that exactly exactly exactly. What I was going to say, because because in some way for one and a half year, I had kind of, you know, walking next to Luigi and, and kind of holding hands. And, and, and he was getting progressively more ill and more weak and more kind of close to death. So uh, so I was kind of adjusting my life flame along along with his. So so we were kind of walking walking together every day and and then i went to mexico at this uh, book fair and 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 i met a man there uh, a mexican man and and that was i that was a meeting of love uh, and and nothing happened really nothing kind of you know physical we didn't do anything else than uh, most of all being silent together but but I was it was but it was a very strong meeting for both of us and 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 that meeting kind of uh it was like a pump or a fire that kind of reminded my whole system and body that that I am actually alive and that I am not going to die and 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 the extreme power of the the life force itself in some way i felt that 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 meeting and, and that it was my my body was totally on fire it was also kind of extremely arousing in in sexually and in all ways and and that was kind of and and then to to come home to to take the plane home to 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 italy and and, and meet Luigi and to kind of feel the discrepancy between our kind of new states of energy and that my was so high, so alert, so so on fire and he was still so extremely weak. And, 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 and this kind of, and the friction that that, and the pain that that made me feel 
kind of I was and 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 that we could not talk about death. That's extremely friction inside made it necessary to 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 write this text and 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 so 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 the book kind of kind of starts with life in some ways kind of and i and i think for me literature as i get older i kind of give myself permission to to say that for me literature is is about life and it is about love it's not kind of a separate place where you go to read something and then and then that is beautiful and then life is something else to, to me literature is kind of it is kind of it's, it is to put the hand really into the open wound of life in a way and I and and that is what I had to do and and I sat down in January to 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 to, to write this text and and I felt I opened I opened the document and I just and the book is totally as I wrote it. I mean, I have not done any editing. It's 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 it came out that way, and that is the text. And 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 I started to write uh, the first sentences. I love you. Mm, uh, the what what we say. I don't have the text in front of me, but <laughs> and then after after a few after the first lines, I realized that. Uh, because because I, I sat down and I thought I have to write and I thought I was doing it only for myself you know as as a notebook or a notes or something but then after the few first lines I realized no I'm writing literature no I'm writing and that is also very interesting that kind of shift that goes from from the private writing to to the writing that I know is not for me anymore it is for the text or it is for us or it is for something bigger and that is such a relief it's such a relief to come to that point where the text is not for me anymore it's like I get liberated from myself and can be there only for the text so that I am not important anymore so it's so it's just like I'm kind of the text I'm just a material for this text to become to become real or to become true or to become what it has to become so when you when you had that kind of realization that 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 this might go out into the world and be shared, which sounds like it came quite quickly to you, and it, it's literature, and the world longs for that kind of writing. Did you then filter? Did did you did you write differently, knowing a wider audience would read it? I never thought that a wider audience would read it. It was not like that. I don't think it, it's ever like that when I actually write. When I'm inside the writing, I don't think about audience. Huh? But it's it's more the quality of the writing. So it's more a relationship between me and the text. When I know that I'm writing literature, uh, and not only my, my notebook. I mean, my notebook, I would be so embarrassed. It's so bad. It's, I mean, I just, it's really crappy stuff in there. And I don't care that because it's 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 totally different. And I think when I say that I knew that I was writing literature, it's not that I was kind of thinking from the outside and in. It's more from the inside in me towards the text that the concentration is totally different. It's just like it's like it's like screwing the screw so that it gets extremely focused. It's it's like the focus is so concentrated 
that everything else becomes not important. Everything else goes away. So it's it's just like a highway between me and the text and it's totally free, totally open. Everything else, nobody matters. It's just, and it's so focused. It's And I think that is also the relief that I'm not important anymore. It's it's just, I'm here to serve this text. I can, I just throw everything in that can be useful. I don't really care. It's It's really kind of, I want this text to shine because I need this light. In spite of your generosity and your openness, inadvertently, let's say, because you know the, the channel of communication is with you and your text. But in spite of that, we will still not experience it as a reader in the same way you experienced it in life. And, and, and so therefore language has its limitations, of course. No matter how good, yeah. no matter how good a writer is, and and I, is that, is that frustrating, or is that, you know, something to cherish that that there's still something kept back only for you. That's interesting. I've never thought of it like that before, Michelle. Never. I think that is really interesting. I think, I think in a way. I'm not sad about that. I, I think that is, I think that's part of the re relief because in a way, well, the text is something else. It can never, I mean, and I don't kind of long for it to be life either, but, but what I really felt about writing Tiamo is that, is that, I had my pain, my sorrow, my Jesus. It, it's it's the toughest thing I've been through in my life. Walk, waking up every day and knowing that I'm going to lose my love. It was really kind of just saying it to you makes me. To know that I'm going to lose him before I lose him. I mean, it was kind of, how do you live with that? And, and um so that so that the text is another place uh, is also relief and and writing that place i did it for myself because i needed i needed it i needed a place where i could talk to the you in the text about death I, I needed a place where I could say all the things that we could not say to each other. So I needed a place for that. And also, I just needed that place that was not life, even though I earlier was saying that text is actually life. But but I think it is as... Uh, as, as, uh, as another layer of life. And I think that to me is art and writing and that has always been so extremely important for me that art and writing and, and literature that that we think that or we have to, this kind of convention about what is reality that reality is you and me sitting here talking and that the book is kind of fiction and, and, and kind of not part of this reality and I I think I always found that so narrow 
I think that art makes how I really feel life accessible and shareable. How about, Anne, the idea that that the book then, the finished book, can replace the real memory? Um, I mean, like a photograph can, can do, you can remember the photograph more than the moment when you took the photograph. Oh, that is a a wonderful question. I would I would like to hear you talk a lot about that more. But, <laughs> but I'm trying all the things you've been reading, and also the reason why you're asking, I find that extremely interesting. Uh, why you're so in, interested into of memory? Yes. I, well, I think you know sometimes you want to just hold on to the rawness, like the, the original experience, but of course. As you said, this is convention too, the the idea of the original experience. And but there is a pure there feels like there's a purity to that sometimes. And and then when you write it, you know, that that's a, a an attempt at an interpretation of that. And and then sometimes that layering shrouds the original memory or idea of the memory and which is already layered of course I confess but sometimes that creates distance and you know and maybe it doesn't maybe it creates clarity I, I just wondered how how that was for you hmm. oh interesting I don't in a way in a way since I was there living living the experience to me the book is the, the the book is some it's like to me it's more like it gives me access to the emotion because sometimes you know the days go on and you feel like oh you go on and, and it's kind of sometimes hard to kind of to really kind of feel again how it felt, and I, in in that way, I really feel that that Tiamo is a document of the emotions. So, and I find that that is maybe the documentation that for me is most uh, that I cherish the most, or that's the most important for me because I can read, and then it's like it's like. I directly begin to cry or I directly kind of feel something, even a nuance I haven't felt before. And it opens me to the emotion much more than to the actual memory. And I also really hope that the text works like that for the reader, that the reader comes to the text with his or her own images and experiences and, 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 and memories. <laughs> And, and and then you can read my text and and I hope that those kind of little images that are in the text of kind of of scenes and things that happens that they can kind of I my hope is that even though the person who reads haven't lived my life they've lived their own life and that the text can kind of open to to qualities of emotions that that were kind of hard to access in some way. I think also that it, for me, kind of 
the emotions and the images are not separated. I think that at least that's how I'm kind of constructed is that often I have so hard to have, I have a hard time kind of have to have access to my emotions, but I have a vivid kind of Im imaginary uh, world inside. So I see a lot of things and often I see a feeling, I, I see an image and, and I understand somehow in my head that inside that image, there is a feeling, but I can't feel the feeling. And, and, and so to me, writing has a lot been kind of to work with images and go into the image in writing. And then the whole emotion kind of explodes on me. When I go into the image, then I kind of, Jesus, is this what was inside that image? It's, it's so much emotions, it's so much inside, but I can't feel it until I go into the image. And, and often to me, it's like writing is, is the key to the emotion inside the image. So, so to me, it's kind of those that closely linked. I, I wanted to pick up what you said about place. Because early in the book, you write this about your husband, you with whom I belong, you who make the night and the darkness our own in our big bed, a place where I can touch you, sense that you exist and feel secure, you who are home to me, my sky. And then a little bit later in the book, I feel as if I've come home when I look into your eyes. So home, and it was him rather than a place. Is that right? Yes, that's very right. So then by losing him and also losing him slowly, did, did that feel increasingly without home, a kind of homelessness? Yes, I think before I met him, you know, before I met him, um, I, I've been a single mother. And, and my daughter was 19 in, in January, 2016. So she left for, she left to study in Los Angeles. And for the first time in my life, I was totally kind of, in my grown up life, I was totally alone. And I was sitting all those months during the winter here in Oslo, looking out on the snow and kind of visualizing what I kind of was, no, I was totally free. I could go anywhere. I could do anything because I, you know, I only have to bring my computer and, and I really kind of felt that I, I felt a deep longing to meet someone with where I could feel home that had, had, had a large kind of inner world in his eyes where I could, you know, share that world. And then I met Luigi and I think, at least for me, the, the easiness in our meeting was also that... I was so prepared in some way. I was extremely prepared. I knew I knew what I wanted and there he was. So I, I kind of, I was really prepared. Um, and I've been longing so much for that. And, 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 then, and, and then we shared it and then he was going away. And yes, uh, it was a process of really, of, of losing home, of losing, of losing connection to, of losing um, my connection to, to love, to, to, to the world, to life in a way. So, so 
when he died, he died at home because it was during COVID. So, so we could not go to the hospital because then he would have to be alone. So, so we had, uh, so we had those last weeks of his illness at home, and that was really beautiful. And so he died in our bed, and it was a morning, and 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 he was kind of breathing very heavily because there was so much liquid in his lungs. And then at a certain point, he just fell quiet. And that must have been the moment when he died. But to me, I just felt that, oh, oh, my love. Finally, you can rest. <laughs> and that was so, it was so beautiful. And, and I didn't want him to die, even though I had, I'd longed for him to die because I'd longed for this pain to stop, but I, but I didn't want him to die. And then he died. And I didn't want to realize that he was dead. So I went into the bed and just lay there for hours and just held around him until they started to call from the hospital. And, and because they knew that they had sedated him so they knew more or less when he would probably die so they started to call and i had to realize that he was actually dead and and then what happened when from the moment i realized that he was dead was that i had the worst anxiety in my whole life and 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 i didn't understand it it was an anxiety that was kind of scratching my whole body. And, and it was only two months later that when my physiotherapist explained to me that that is how the body reacts when it kind of re-experiences re deep, deep losses or deep traumas. It's kind of the body reacts. And I think that losing him, I was, I was really not prepared to this, to losing this deep connection that I finally had had found with him um, but then of course also now that is three years ago since he, he died and and I realized that you know life is our teacher and and I in some way I'm grateful also for ha having experienced to come home and to lose home and having to cope with that in some way and to kind of realize my losses and 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 the challenging things about that that you know so in a way um that was so in a way the whole thing was a gift also the pain of it also the anxiety also the losing home because that was a way to learn that learn new ways for myself to to be able to to be a home for myself when you you mentioned earlier your opening lines but didn't quote them i will do that to you now which is that you wrote this i love you we say it to each other all the time we say it instead of saying something else and it's true even though saying those lines is a big deal um it's sometimes easier than other lines. 
as you wrote, like, don't leave me or I don't know what I'll do without you. And actually, I love you becomes kind of the easier thing to say. But that's love too, I felt, Hannah, in a way that not wanting to hurt someone or scare someone. So you use these three words, you know, we use these three words to replace you know, a kind of a, a more immense message. Or maybe also I, I've come to kind of realize that um, I've, I've been to a lot of kind of circles with myself, rounds with myself about this, about talking and not talking, what to say, what not to say. But I don't think it's easier to say I love you. I, I think it's choice, a choice not to kind of go into the wilderness, the woods of of, of articulation, because, because sometimes I think naming things can kind of take away the proportions of things. So it can blow up something and make something else very little because, oh, you said this, that had the word, but this other thing does not have a word. Does that mean that this thing does not exist? What is actually, so kind of saying, I love you for us became kind of to say everything. It was like a, a container that could contain the whole complex of, 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 of it all so it was I, to me it became a very tender thing so it was like saying I see you you see me we cannot say anything but we are here together so it was in a way so in a way it was like a choice like you also said this kind of to take care of the other by not kind of forging my hand into a place where he did not want to go so kind of to to, to kind of break and tear out something from him that in a way, I mean, in the end, in the end, I don't, in the end, I'm grateful for how it was, even though I, I needed the words, but, but I've kind of come to a place where I think that saying is to, to have this, great kind of faith in 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 talking i i don't really know if i have it anymore i i, I think also um, i think understandings are so kind of they are so filtered by by the emotions we have in the moment if we are scared if we are hopeful i mean so we think that the words and, and our description of what we are living is kind of so kind of, oh, it's, this is it. But then maybe it's not. It can be like that, but it can also be different. And to say, I must admit no, in this podcast that this touches my new kind of uh, um, challenge in writing because this is kind of also a product of my latest book which just came out in, in Norway who is to be translated but it's not written yet translated so we'll do an another podca podcast hopefully when that is out <laughs> to see how it goes on but but with that novel I really I, I kind of realized that Jesus I have had this big faith in understanding and language 
and 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 my thinking and my thinking if i understand this then i'm kind of safe or then i kind of have the big picture and perspective and then i can navigate and maybe i can and i mean maybe it was just kind of an idea maybe things are different maybe they were like that for a moment, but then they changed. And this fluidity, I mean, how can how can I go on as a writer if I if if I have this much more fluid understanding of of it all? So so this was a little little input from the very moment of, of, of my writing thinking. I feel like you I feel like I read that revelation or that insight actually in Tiamo because when you encouraged Luigi to paint, you wrote about how you were excited when he decided to paint again, that you might, I think you said it would might give you a point of entry into places that you'd never been or you'd never seen or you'd never been with him. And and in that sense, you know not text or words, but there was other ways to, there's other ways to learn about people and it might be a painting, a, a painting that reflects something um, abstract or not about them. And so I, I found that already in Tiamo. I found, I, I, I could see that you were doing that. I'm so grateful that you say that. That gives me so much hope for my writing. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. That's beautiful. There's a section describing your travel schedule one autumn. Actually, what turned out to be Luigi's last autumn. And, and you're really busy with this kind of back-to-back, -back, lots of European cities, and then Guadalajara in, in Mexico. Journeys between book fairs and talks. And... and and I, I wondered if that non kind of non-stop travel or, or that kind of movement is that. Is that do you like it? And and is is that something that charges you to? I mean, you met you met Luigi, and then you met R, kind of on the move. And and I wondered if this give adds something to to life. This kind of drive. This kind of movement. Mm. Hmm. I have never thought of it like in in that way. Thank you. I will actually think about that. But to me, it's more like I I love I love these travels as as a writer be, because I don't I, I do it exactly in the right amount. So so it's it's never too much. So it's it's it's. It's it's really good and, and and what I love the most is is meeting people, and meeting people through the books or meeting people who are kind of, we have a reason to meet, and, and we have literature to meet over. So so there is a meeting point that is really profound, in in, in us all that and so that we, when we meet and talk, we can even talk about you know easy silly stupid things, but 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 we still have this deep place inside that kind of links us so so it's so i i love to kind of i, I love to travel with my books I, i'm that is a huge gift but i'm also I, I i'm starting to realize also that i'm i'm an extremely kind of vulnerable and 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 and, and, and sensitive person so so it's kind of 
it <laughs> it has uh, it comes with kind of I get very vulnerable when I'm when I'm on journey. I, this is kind of recent discovery for myself, but when I'm on journey for quite a long time without kind of connecting deeply with some someone that I really know well. So this kind of more kind of meetings that are kind of seemingly deep because we share something deep, but it's not really a person that I can come home to at night. And, and I, <laughs> uh, so, 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 so it is strange. It's kind of, it's wonderful and it's destabilizational, destabil, how do you say that? Destabilizing, yes. Exactly. At the same time, anyway, but I don't know if I'm really kind of getting close to something that is an answer here. Uh, what were we actually talking about? Both in a sense, you were on journeys of sorts when you had these love encounters. And and I, and does that give you any kind of an extra fuel, like an openness? Or does this kind of travel kind of make you vulnerable perhaps too, but open also, vulnerable and open? Yeah, yeah I guess those two are, I, those are extremely i mean those are two two sides of the same thing to be open and vulnerable but yes but I, to be honest i think it's very prosaic it's just that when when i'm <laughs> when i'm not traveling i don't meet anyone so I, <laughs> so i think it's also a very <laughs> a very easy answer to that when i'm not i'm not traveling i'm all alone at home reading or writing and or walking my walks so it's kind of also very prosaic it made me think of the first few lines of your novel love it's in italics when i grow old we'll go away on the train as far away as we can we'll look out through the windows at fells and towns and lakes and talk to people from foreign lands we'll be together all the time and forever be on our way. And those lines at the very beginning of Love, so long ago, I know that you wrote them, but I feel like they could have almost been written for Tiamo too. It's like, um, it was a kind of, like, it was almost like that could have been the dream. Or am I putting too many disparate thoughts together? I don't know, Hanley. Oh, I think that is really beautiful. I've never thought of it like that. I think that is really beautiful. Um yeah life is a journey isn't it and, and 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 we're together and we meet and and we travel together for a while yeah no i think it's a beautiful reading michelle thank you finally can i um just i, I know you've just published something in Norwegian, we've had a little bit of a insight um, into that, and I, I guess it it won't be translated for a while. Can you tell us anything else about that? And and are you ready, thinking ahead of something else? Yes, I I to me kind of all my novels now I've written kind of if if we put Tiam among them, I've, I've written sixteen, and and to me they're all kind of part of the same wave. They are kind of different, like a river. They kind of go into different kind of 
sides and they explore different kind of but they're all part of the same river so to me they're kind of one big novel I'm kind of writing so they kind of one leads to the other one makes the next necessary one opens to the next because so they kind of to me they're all floating along and and um, so uh, so this last novel I wrote is called uh, I guess in English will be stay with me stay with me and um and it's it's a novel where i where i uh, where i explore love and fear uh, because i grew up with extreme fear uh, so i i think that after 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 losing Luigi after the extreme sorrow and for a couple of years even words were kind of totally meaningless I didn't want I didn't have nothing to write I didn't want to write I was just like leave me alone leave me fucking alone I don't want language because it felt so so void I mean it felt so empty and then suddenly it became necessary to write again um and 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 then I was ready to kind of I think the sorrow and pain of losing Luigi opened me and made me softer to go deeper into the wounds of of, of love in 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 my life, in my experience and 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 the fear and love and and so it's a, it's a novel about that and stay with me so it's also kind of who do we want to stay with us if we cannot stay with ourselves so it's it's kind of a big kind of movement of to be a little more concrete when i was a child i had a mother who was uh, she was extremely scared of my father we were all very scared of him and I love my father so much we're, we are so alike as energies me and my father but with my two brothers and mother we were so afraid of my father because he had this explosive anger he could get angry for nothing and it was totally unpredictable so so the fear of his anger was so it was like that was the real thing was fear. So, so I kind of grew up with reality is fear, and everything else is luxury. But, but fear is the real thing, and 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 to go into that and understand that uh, that fear is the opposite of love. When I feel fear, I cannot open to love because love is to be open and vulnerable, and fear is closing and and protecting in some way. So. Uh, so yes, we. I don't know where to go more without kind of starting to talk about the intrigue uh, of the book, but but um, but I think the deepest fear I have is the fear of 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 losing of, of losing love of losing of losing. Of losing love and I guess that means both love from 
from the ones I love. I guess my mother left us when she when I was three years old. We lived up north in the very north of Norway. She she, she went to Oslo to have to take education because she was so young. She was only 25 and she had had three kids and she didn't have any education and she wanted education. It was in 73. And I'm, of course, I'm very happy that my mother got education. If not, she would have been a disaster, disaster to live with. So, <laughs> because we were reunited later, but but that I didn't know. I was three years old and my mother left me and, and I thought she was, you know, to be gone forever. And, and and losing my mother, I never, I've never kind of worked with that. But I realized during this novel that that was big part of my deepest fear was to kind of lose love and 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 that and that I have to protect myself. I think as a three year old, I've kind of understood more and more that. To protect myself against losing love, I I created this belief inside that nobody does. They don't really love me, so so you don't really love me. So if if you don't really love me, then I cannot really lose you because then it has not been actually real. And when I realized that protection, and that that was only a protection. I could finally, for the first time in my life, this last year, it's been an avalanche of, of realizations. It's, so this novel is maybe kind of, I feel that this novel is kind of a big, big, big kind of, it kind, it kind of takes all what I've written inside and kind of turns it around. At least it's like that for me. So, and it's all inside there in some kind of levels because it, it's all about this. Can I believe that you love me? Will you leave me? What will I do? I mean, and if if there is no love, what is then the reason of being here? So so all these kind of nuances of, of, of the love question is in there in some way. And, and, and when I realized that I, I could kind of finally see my own vulnerability as that little three-year-old girl. Uh, and I could kind of see her softness. So I could, for the first time in my life, embrace that part of me and 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 and, and be with her and 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 that being with the little scared part of me that is also always a part of the grown-up woman I am now. The scared, do you really love me? Will you leave me? Then I could start to kind of realize that I have love inside, that there is love. I, love is not outside of me. I can't. I cannot fall out of love because I am love. <laughs> There is love inside. Haneos Tvik, thank you for joining me on the Wandering Book Collector. Thank you. My thanks to the supporter of this podcast, Abercrombie and Kent. Goodbye.